What's up, everybody? It's your man, Plyrock. Before we get started, let me tell you where you can find the live show. It's at www.facebook.com forward slash P-L-Y-R-O-C-K Gamer. That's Plyrock Gamer. That's for me. But where can you find the Emperor? Yo, everybody, come and check me out. I'm on www.facebook.com facebook.com forward slash oracle games we are playing the division two and it's getting spicy so come on by and say hey let's go what's up everybody it's your man ply rock this is episode six i believe it's actually episode three of the Empire of Nations. What's going on, Oracle? Not a whole lot, buddy. How's the day been? How's the week been, actually? I mean, it's been pretty crazy, but how's family and everything? Everything so far is okay. It's calm right now. Sometimes all Ply wants is a little bit of calm. So we apologize for this podcast being two days late. We had uh, some issues that were out of our control, but we are here now and ready to roll. So, Oracle, before we get started... Did you make the Division 2 endgame yet, or are you close? I am literally four levels at this point away from level 30, and I hear that that's endgame level. So, Level 30 is insane, dude. I made it there uh, probably four or five days ago. It is Thursday, April 4th, by the way, for everybody who's listening. And I made it there just before April 1st. That's not an April Fool's. And the whole game flips on its head. Once you get to the end game, I think it's been long enough where we could talk about it a little bit now. Oh, yeah. So once you hit level 30, everything you have done in on the map from the control points to the uh, missions to the uh, the propagandas to the uh, hostage missions, you've kind of made the whole map green and blue, right? Yeah, because you've you've liberated the city essentially from the outcast, the hyenas and the true sons. Well, that don't mean nothing when you hit level 30, because once you defeat those three in their strongholds and you hit level 30, there's a new group that moves into town called the Black Tusk. And you, it's kind of overwhelming when you first... Yeah, it's it's kind of overwhelming when you first uh, get to the end game because you've done all this work on the map, and you're like, oh, this map looks really pretty now. Yeah, and as soon as, <laughs> as soon as you get to level 30... The whole thing, except for the White House, goes red. There are red lines all over the place of Black Tusk moving all over the place, doing all sorts of nasty things in the city. And these guys shoot out drones at you. They flank you from different positions. You know, usually the enemies come at you from one direction at a time. You know, wow, when you're level one through level thirty. Like players. Yeah, that's over. They hit you with shade tech, so you can't use your special abilities. Um, that's a whole different level of nastiness. And then you go back and you replay the missions that you played before, like the air and space museum mm-hmm. uh, or the Jefferson, uh, um, the Jefferson center, but they're kind of remixed where the old enemies are gone. The black tusk is there. And a lot of times you don't enter the building from the same way. There's a different path or so it feels a little different. And these guys just keep coming and coming and they're all gold and purple. Like, they're hardly any of them are just a standard red enemy. Wow. <laughs> These guys are juiced up and ready to, to go. to kill you. Yes, and you, and you have to do that. I'm on World Tier 1 right now, but I'm getting close to World Tier 2. 
So essentially what you have to do is it, once you hit level 30, it's all about gear score. Um, my gear score right now is just under 300. Um, I think the max gear score right as of right now, the, the soft cap is 450, but I'm sure that'll be raised shortly. Yeah, I think and, it's around 460 from everything that I've seen is something similar to that. Yes. So once you hit a certain gear score, you're allowed to go into what they call another one of those strongholds again. Now, the Black Tusk have taken over certain strongholds. Once you beat the stronghold, then you move up to the next world tier. Right now, there are four world tiers. World tier five is going to drop, I believe, April 5th with the title Basin mission is coming, which is on the southern end of the map near the middle dark zone. Is that where they're um, thinking about opening up more more of the map? Yes. And they're also, they're, that's not, I, I was mistaken the other day when I thought title Basin was the raid. It is not. Uh, the raid, there's an eight-man raid like we talked about last week. That is also coming to the game shortly. But for right now, they're bringing wow. in a new mission. They're also changing weapon mods, which I was pretty happy about starting tomorrow, April 5th, where right now the weapon mods give you a positive and a negative. So say you can reload 15% faster, but you lose 10% of your critical hits. Right. Uh, they're, they're getting rid of that. They're going to have it just be a positive attribute, but they're going to bring the positive attribute down. So say you're not going to get 15% reload time. You'll get 7% reload time faster no negative attribute, which I actually like better. I didn't, I was having a hard time with the mods cause I was like, Hey, I don't want to take away from this. I don't want to take away from that. So I was kind of glad that they did that. So what are your thoughts right now? Well, you're level to what? 26, 27. You're getting close, man. You're oh, like, you're am, like, I've been grinding it out. I'm getting real close. I've been kind of trying to stay away from uh, a lot of the extra missions and stuff. I want to grind through and hit those as I get mixed in with the black tusk because uh, everything that I've walked up on, like I can, you know, hit the, uh, you can like recreate the scenes and stuff. And, uh, I've come up on quite a few of them where it's black tusk units, either scoping out the white house or getting into skirmishes with other groups and stuff like that. And it's just, uh, it's just starting to all really make sense. I know that the storyline isn't real direct, but it's there. And if you stick, if you stick with it, it's a pretty decent story. Yeah, they have like I, we were talking about last week. Remember the hidden videos in the menus? So if you go through like three or four sub menus, you get to those uh, video cameras that kind of tell you the story of the division two. And there's one video where they don't explain it, but you first see it. There's an unknown force moving towards DC, and it's killing people in communities. They're seeing it from satellite images, uh, working its way towards DC, and it's the Black Tusk. But you don't know that when you're level fifteen, you know. You're like, what's something's on its way to D.C. And it happens to be these uh, private contractor slash army people called the Black Tusk. Now, I'm wondering, there's a little first bit of a mini spoiler, mini spoiler from the first game. There was a rogue division agent who took off at the end of the first game. He took the virus with him. And I'm wondering if the Black Tusk have anything to do with him because we haven't seen where he went or the Russian scientist that he stole from the embassy went either in the first game. So we have, they haven't, they didn't address any of that in the division two for the first 30 levels. So I'm wondering if the black Tusk or somehow his army group or his, uh, you know, his private mercenary group or what? So theory. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't know yet because these guys are basically just so hard. If you, if you go against them alone, uh, and you don't kind of know what you're doing, you're kind of dead pretty fast. Now, did you come across any hunters yet? 
Uh, I have not come across any hunters yet. Uh, I haven't really been looking for them, but I do know that they carry rare masks. And, oh my uh, gosh, I'm, yeah. I'm really excited to be joining the endgame levels just in time for this title basin to drop. Oh yeah, it's going to be good, dude. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited because I'll just be I'll be fresh into Endgame. It'll be a new thing. I'll be like, heck yeah, I'm walking to walking into fresh DLC. It'll be amazing. Uh, I'm fresh out of the gate. We're gonna get these new masks. We're gonna do that apparel event that they got. And uh, it's the the first time I heard. I was listening to that. They had an interview with one of the guys from like the development crew, and he mm-hmm. was saying that this is gonna be the first time that you get loot crates without duplicates. So everything that you get from a loot crate, like in-game when you earn the loot crate and everything, it's all going to be brand new, no duplicate, no problem, no worries. And it's uh, it's going to be a fresh item every time. They got two new masks that they're debuting. One of them looks like a really cool hazmat mask. The, uh, the face shield is clear, so if you want to have a mask or a helmet where your guy's face is exposed, that is going to be an option for you. So that'll be really cool to, ex- to experience too. Oh yeah, man. When you wait till you run into your first hunter. They are See, that's why I was going to go with the marksman specialist. They because... hunt you. Yeah. I mean, they hunt you. They fight you like a like a PVP style another agent. So they will they they do things that we do. So they'll like throw out a turret. They'll throw out a drone. They'll hit you with the hive. Like they do like they'll They'll cover, they'll run, they'll go around a bus and they'll stay low and then they'll try to get to the next cover and then they have an insane amount of HP. So to fight these guys takes a really, really, really long time. So would it be smart to switch to normalized stats at endgame? Uh, I mean, uh, shout out to Hawks All Day, by the way. Hawks All Day is the only one I know of right now who beat a hunter and he got one of the masks. So but you know in but, person, though? Yeah. So I cool. haven't. Yeah, I only ran into a hunter once, I think, and he one-shotted me and then, like, basically spit on me and walked away. So I think we're going to just wait for Hawks all day to tell us what we should be. Yeah, he was basically done. Come back, kid. Yeah, we were done. So, so so far, we're not going to stay on the Division 2 too long because we talked about it at length last week, but you're still enjoying it. You're still loving it. Yeah, game of the year so far, man. We're Easily becoming one of my favorite looter shooter style games. MMOR, MMO style looter shooter. Before we get on to the next subject, I just really quick, I didn't really have a chance to read the entire article on Kotaku or that website there, that video game website. I don't pay attention to that website too much, but did you see the article that they wrote about Anthem? Uh, I heard it. That, I heard that it tanked. They wrote an article, a scathing article. It was insanely long too, about how the true story of how Anthem was made. And how, I don't know if you remember, I don't know how, I mean, the article looked pretty legit. I mean, you know, we got to watch out for fake news sometimes, but the article looked pretty legit. But they said that, I don't know if you remember the demo that EA showed and Bioware showed two years ago at E3. Oh, yeah. I remember previews when they came out when it was still in like early development. They had just added, like, they took flying out of the game. They put it back in the game just to impress like a guy who worked there, like a CEO. They had no idea. So when they made that tech demo, like nothing in that, that wasn't even a real game. That was just them with their ideas. They had no idea what they were really making. And then they were like, oh, let's just try to make a game that looks like this demo that we showed at E3. And they were just all over the place. So it was a total mess. So I don't know if you guys check out that article. I didn't have a chance to review it, so I don't want to stay on it too long. 
I didn't get into the Anthem mess. I kind of stayed away from it. I did, I don't really, I did as well. I don't generally trust EA. Uh, I'm not a huge fan. So I, you know, I wait to see reviews on, on a lot of their games before I think about buying them because I know they're microtransaction heavy and, and some other things that I'm not really a huge fan of. So, but, you know, the Division 2, that's why we're spoiled, you know, between Fallout and Anthem. Oh, yeah, dude, free content for a whole year. Yeah, they're really taking care of us right now, and they were smart. The, the guys from the Division learned their lesson the first time because the first time they released the Division, if you guys go back and watch their demo from E3 when the Division 1 was going to come out, I think it was 2013 or 2014's E3, they showed a demo of the Division, and then they released a game that was nothing like the demo that they showed. And that really hurt their game for years until they were able to really put it together, uh, you know, two or three years after release. So they learned their lesson with the Division 2. The demo that they showed us was real. The demo and the game look pretty much the same. The demo they showed at E3 was the fight at Air Force One. That fight really happens in the game. Um, there was a little bit cut out from the demo, but if you look at it, Ubisoft really didn't do what they do a lot of times. They didn't really downgrade the game. A lot of times they'll downgrade the game, the graphics and things. Uh, with Watch Dogs, they did that a lot, but they did not do that with The Division 2. It, it looks like what they advertised. and It really you know, does. I know in a lot of other industries, real quick, a lot of other industries, you get hit with false advertising. But for some reason in video games, developers sometimes think that they could just throw out like Aliens Colonial Marines. They throw out this demo that's like, this is real gameplay. And we're like, oh my gosh, we're going to pre-order this tomorrow. And then the game comes out and it looks like it was made for Atari 2600. Like, <laughs> right. Ba- you know what I mean? Basic like, beta, gra- like alpha graphics. Oh, Fallout 76. We got 186 studios working on it. And this is going to be the biggest game we ever made. And Oh, it's going to be unbelievable! And check out this stuff. And then you get the game, and it's it it works worse Fallout, than it's like Fallout. It's Fallout Four, but broken. Yeah, it was it was an asset swap. They took Fallout Four and just moved it over. Like, really? I mean, give me a break. So, anyway, guys, that's the Division Two. Make sure you guys check it out. Send us some Facebook comments. What you guys think of the Division Two right now? We'd be Pie. curious to hear. Yeah, man. Uh, didn't you? Uh, didn't you just go on a chocolate milk adventure as well? I did go on a chocolate milk adventure and I will discuss that in segment three. So yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself. Somebody. I am so sorry, man. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Anyway, guys, make sure you check out the division two. If you haven't already, send us a comment, go over to Oracle games, come over to the Ply Rock nation. Tell us what level you guys are, whether you love it, whether you hate it, we don't care. We just want to hear from you. So let's talk about crossplay. Crossplay, crossplay, crossplay. Oracle, I know you're on the PC, but this is a big thing for us, our uh, Sony guys and Microsoft people. We years ago we never thought this was possible. Now we clearly all know it's a hundred percent possible that they can all do it at any time that they want. 
And we've seen it now with what Fortnite, Rocket League, I believe is uh, cross plays. If there's anything else skipping uh, my oh, mind, yeah, here. there's like war, um, war Thunder is a really good war simulator that's cross play, and there's a couple other big names that are really like sub genre games, and they're uh, they're all cross play. It's essentially just the flip of a switch, and whether you have the server capacity, and big names like these guys. They've all got the server capacity. So it's just whether or not they want to allow it or not in the game, whether the game uh, makes sense to allow that to the game and whether it wouldn't. Uh, some people like um, uh, Far Cry, since that's a AAA game, it's kind of like a lone tale where you can play with a couple friends in a co-op setting, but you can't really do a whole lot else. Um they're, those are meant. Those are meant to be played that way, and so the uh, the developers like to keep it that way. But uh, I was checking out this uh, this article that I was reading from GamesRadar.com, and they they were they were talking about an interview with Drew McCoy, which is the lead producer on uh, Apex. Um, and he says that it's in the works. He says that it's gonna it's gonna allow players to play with their friends. And things like that, but it's they haven't really been pushing it. They want to they want to keep the balance pretty fair for everybody, as well as keeping the uh, the community happy. They um, they don't want to push a whole lot of crazy stuff like Fortnite has. Fortnite's had a lot of map changes and a lot of content changes over the past couple of weeks. Like they did the the health siphoning, and then they removed it, and then they lowered it, and then they put it or they put it back, and then they lowered it, and then they removed it again, and now it's out again. Um, Can I ask one quick question about Fortnite? What's up? How the hell is it still in early access? The game's been out for like three years, feels something like. like. Something like that, and I don't know why it's still an early access game. It's one of the only ones that's still technically like a like a beta, and I don't know I don't know why it's like that. Like you're, <laughs> they're making like two hundred million dollars a month making this game here. Like, can because you guys think, just tell us? A- because I think once they actually make it a game, they will have to. Um, they will have to either they will have to label it as a video game and this is what it is this is what you're going to get and they can't just they can't edit accounts and stuff like that i feel like i don't all know right, I, right. I feel like there's some real i feel like there may be some shady stuff going on but you never really know with large corporations like that you know what i mean they, they right, could, yeah, they could. No, i just i've so, never seen a game in early access that long that long neither i mean neither neither have i it's 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 uh, it's astronomical it blows my mind still uh, you do think that after like that much money? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, like crazy. You know? yeah. Um, not to mention, I you know, the Fortnite did that real shame, shame, shady thing where they they changed keywords. They paid off. They paid Google, didn't pay them off. They paid them to change a keyword, uh, f- searching for Apex to send you right to Epic Games Launcher. And it's uh, it was it was Ooh, a really shady. Th- yeah, it was a real dirty thing for the first couple of weeks until people caught on and they they kind of reverted it. But yeah, it happened. But uh, yeah, guys, Apex will be coming to uh, cross play in the future. Just no positive date yet. Just keep your ears peeled. Keep your eyes peeled. If anybody hears anything, drop a comment on the pages and let us know if you know anything uh, and tell us where you found us. Let's 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 hear about it. We like origin stories, guys. <laughs> Let me tell you, just looking at it from Sony's perspective right now, clearly they are number one in the console market right now, by far. It's not even it's not even close, right? I mean it's it's three oh, to one guys, Sony in, over in Microsoft. The, yeah, in the console market, you guys are you guys are dominating. Like Switch can barely keep up. Yeah. So if you're the champion of the world, you don't go looking for the challenger. The challenger needs to come looking for you, right? Right. So why would they give up market share? 
I mean, it, I mean, I, if we look back 10 years ago when Microsoft 360, Xbox 360 was running all over uh, PlayStation 3 for a while there, except till, towards the end of the cycle when PlayStation 3 started catching up a little bit. But uh, Sony had approached Microsoft for cross-play opportunities. And Microsoft told them no. Eh, why would we want to do that? So now the reverse is kind of there with Microsoft kind of looking towards Sony and saying, well, we they're can like, do it. Why don't you do it? And they're yeah. kind of, and Sony's like, eh, nah, I'm good. We're good. We're the champ. We're making the money. We're the leader of the, in the industry. Yeah. You, you guys shot us down games, before. You guys shot us yeah. down before. Why would we want to, why would we want to team up with someone who shot us down before? And I could get why they were reluctant to do it with Fortnite. I can, I can see it from a business perspective. Why let the competition in? Now I'm going to talk to you from a gamer's perspective. Um, it is so convenient to be able to play whatever game with your friends when you don't have the same system. So I would love if the division two was cross play. I mean, I own it on both systems, but at the very least it'd be nice if not, maybe it wasn't necessarily cross play, but at least cross, uh, what do you call it? When your, your stats and everything could go back and forth. So yeah, like you're your account playing, linking. Yes. So everything you've earned and where you are in the game could transfer from console or from a platform to platform at the very least, because I'm having to play through the division two on Xbox. I'm like level 12 or 13 on that one. Uh, well, here's a bit of advice you might be able to try. I don't mean to cut you off right here, but here's a little bit of advice you might be able to try. Uh, have you gone straight to Ubisoft's website yet? I have not actually. Try going to Ubisoft's website, log in with your Ubisoft account, and it'll give you the option. That's what I did with my PC. I linked my PC, my Steam account, when I had my um, – when I play Assassin's Creed, my Assassin's Creed is a Steam game, and I actually had to link it. So there is an option to link a, uh, two consoles on there as well. There is an option to link a PlayStation and an Xbox. You might want to look into that. You know what? You know, now that you're saying that, my Ubisoft points – when I do like challenges and stuff from Ubisoft themselves, not in the actual division, but you earn those yeah. like 20 points, 30 points, and you unlock things. Yeah. Those transferred over between games. So I must be linked in from Ubisoft because I have the same Ubisoft account. Well, you may, you, you may I think be it's signing into it. Yeah, you, you're, you're, you're getting those Uplay rewards and stuff. You may be signed into that with that account, and the account may be signed into both features. You're, you may be that way but you there is an option in the settings to link the account i'll link you the information if you'd like that would that's be no great problem. yeah that's You're no so problem. sweet anything <laughs> for a buddy that's it man so i get it from a gamer's perspective that cross play would be fantastic because i would love to fire up apex on my playstation 4 pro and play with you on the pc and play with demeanist and hellraiser and all those guys on the xbox it's oh, kind yeah. of a pain in the butt to kind of be switching back and forth all the time but you know what? To be honest, that would also hurt console sales. So they've got a kind of this is kind of a tough road to go down for the companies themselves is who, you know, if I'm Sony, I'm not doing it. I'm just being honest. Like I'm not I'm holding off as long as I can on crossplay, uh, you know, and they, I think they're already kind of know where it's going because they did break with uh, Fortnite. And now once you set the precedent, it's over. So people are going to really start to hammer them on other games, probably more so in the battle royale genre for now, because uh, the AAA titles themselves, you know, those are free to play games that they're doing as crossplay. So 
I understand that, but oh, you just sent me the link. You're so nice. So <laughs> we'll see. I mean, on the PC, I guess you can kind of do whatever you want, but for console gamers, I think crossplay would definitely be um, would definitely be a convenience. I don't know though if it makes a lot of business sense for the console makers themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I do, I do a hundred percent in terms of business and stuff, you know, you'd get a lot of people be like, Oh, you know, I, I kind of want to get this game, but you know, I don't want to play it by myself, but my buddy's got it. Oh, but my buddy plays on Xbox. Well, that sucks guy. Go buy an Xbox. Yeah. And people are trying to really steer away from that. So I think cross platform from a gamer's perspective is the future of gaming of, of co-op multiplayer gaming, like having, uh, like make, even making MMORPGs. Like uh, DC Universe Online, you know they. That's DC on... Universe Online is crossplay. Is it really? Is you, you see how yeah. you see how large and expansive the world is though? Like you have so many people, so many places all the time, and people love it. Like you make new friends there all the time. Like I played it for a short time, and it was a good place to be. I played that for six years. <laughs> I was obsessed with DC Universe Online until Daybreak, uh, kind of turned it into something i wasn't really into anymore but for when sony when sony entertainment was making that game in the beginning i owned it on ps3 ps4 i played it on pc like i was all over the place with dc universe but they did cross-platform it i believe because i think the population of that game has come down a lot over the years and they had a bunch of different servers going and they kind of swapped them down into like North American server, you know, European server. So the PC guys are now with the PlayStation guys, but that doesn't, that's not really an unfair advantage in DC universe online. Cause that game was designed for the controller. It wasn't really designed for the keyboard and mouse. So the controller See, the guys PC, are okay. I had a real hard time on a controller on, on the PC. Like I tried to play it on a controller and I just like, I struggled with like the combos and everything. And then as soon as I switched over to a keyboard and mouse, it seemed to be the easiest thing on the planet. I don't, I but don't you're know. a keyboard and mouse warrior. The game itself. Now. Oh, yeah. Now. Yeah. I am. But the game was designed for PlayStation 3. Like originally, it was a PlayStation 3 game. Like it was made for the PS3 and ported. Not ported per se, because it was made on a PC, like you always like to say. But it was designed for in, for in mind for PS3 players. And then it was put on the PC. So... That what controller were you using when you were playing it on the uh, PC? Were you using a PlayStation controller? A, no, I was using an Xbox controller. Oh, see, that's your problem. You should got to go with first class, baby, if you're going to use a controller. First class, <laughs> it's the best. All place right, to guys. Play. So let us know what you guys think of crossplay. Do you want it or do you not want it? Does it help you out when you're trying to play with your friends, or do you think that it would destroy the gaming industry as we know it? Make sure you send comments to us, man. We're always willing to read them. We love your feedback. We love hanging out with the nation and the empire. That's why we're here. That's the only reason we're here. So send those. Go. All right, man. We're going to go into this week's past and this week's future on the Oracle Empire and the Ply Rock Nation. So, Emperor Oracle, what's been going on your show the past week? What's coming up this week, man? Give us an update on what's going on over there in the Empire. I I would love to, man. The Empire is growing at a standard rate. I'm loving 
the growth that's coming in the show. I started the week off at about 130 followers. We are now up over to 154 followers. And that Very is nice. I'm so proud of you. Thank you, man. We're growing. We're an empire is starting. We're just having a great time. Uh, I would like to give a shout out to my buddy, Leo Allaire. He did a big old page promotion and we hit nearly 50 viewers for close to 20 minutes. And I uh, made a lot of good friends that day. Excuse me. Um, if you uh, if you guys go ahead and check out the stream, I am back to vanilla OBS. That way, the stream will process a little bit smoother. It'll have uh, less stuttering, less less choppy, and everything. And there's a there's a fake green screen effect going on out there too, so you don't have a, a whole view of my back room, uh, the back of my room as well. So that looks nice too. Um, this week we are pushing into Endgame on Division Two. Um, <clears throat> I may post a couple co a couple videos of another content creator that I've been watching on YouTube purely for the fact that uh, he's been playing a actually a very cool fan-made game. And if you're a big Dragon Ball Z fan, I definitely advise that you come over and check out the content. Because oh, Brooklyn I think, would love this. Go ahead. Because, because, oh, yeah, dude, I'm excited about this because it's been in development for about five, six years. It's not made by a big group. It's made by literally one man uh, on his on a, on a couple computers, and uh, it's called Dragon Ball Unreal. And what he did was he took uh, Dragon Ball and he rebuilt it in the Unreal Engine 4. And if you like, if you know what the Unreal Engine 4 is, you know that it's it's hyper realistic, hyper hyper intense. Um, it's oh I, I I am in awe looking at this game. It's still a little glitchy, still a little buggy. It's still in alpha phase, but uh, a couple content creators have uh, specific access to it to show it and show it off. And I've been following it since a uh, a demo video I saw about six six years ago. I've been wanting to know more and wanting to know more, and I've been following it. Come to find out about three weeks ago, I found out that the reason why it's taking so long is because it's one person. And uh, I'm going to see if I can actually get that code. And we might even see some Dragon Ball Unreal content on the, on the show as well. Dude, that would be cool, man. Keep us posted on that. Oh, always. And make sure you keep Brooklyn Bambino posted too. Shout out to the Brook, but he loves Dragon Ball. He's always trying to get me to play that game. Uh, was it Jump Force? It Jump Force or Xenoforce? Yeah, I think it's Jump Force or that new fighting game that has all the Dragon Ball guys and all these anime dudes fighting each other. He loves that game. So, Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know what game you're talking about. That's cool. <laughs> so what else is going on? What else is coming up? Did you do any co-streams or anything? Like what happened oh, in the yeah, past? Oh, yeah, dude, dude, you know what? Oh, I, am completely, oh. I, I am completely getting ahead of myself with this Dragon Ball thing. <laughs> I love the sarcasm <laughs> there. Guys, if you, if, you did not, if you did not tune in for last week's co-stream, it was a roaring time. We played some Fortnite. I really wish that we had some more co-op games because Fortnite – and you yep. know, in my opinion, don't get, don't take this the wrong way. I feel like Fortnite's just overstreamed. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Fortnite streamers out there, but you know, it is fun to play sometimes. And we had a, we had a great time the last time we played. And uh, no wins yet, but Ply is the king of second place, so we'll get there. And uh, <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be, ha it look, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be happening every Sunday night about 10:30. I'll probably hop into his stream. I'll start a stream up, or uh, most likely I will uh, most of the time. Um, that depends if my software likes to work that late at night, 
my my internet is a little bit weird. I, I, I know I've said this on stream before. I live in an area where it's going to cost me about seven to eight thousand dollars to rerun the internet lines into fiber optic. I'm still running on good old fashioned code and uh, just good old good old line. So dang man, seven yeah, grand. Uh, yeah, seven grand to run fiber optic in my area, and it's just it's just a little expensive because you know I just I don't want to do that. So we're we're gonna we're gonna cooperate with the internet. If it rains too hard, uh, that might not happen. But um, I will be I will be live with Plyrock, looking like possibly future Sundays, right, buddy? Yeah, we're thinking. I mean, the fact that you guys got me to go back and play Fortnite was a, just a testament to how much I consider you a friend. I love so. It. You know, I mean, I'll play solitaire with you, man, because you're my man. So I don't Heck mind. Yeah. I'll have to teach you but, how to play euchre. Yeah, yeah, we might. So we'll play chess next time, too. So, but the co-stream was a really good time. We had a lot of fun, man. It, it, the cool thing about Fortnite is we had people in the group who were Xbox, PlayStation, and PC together. So we were all playing together. It was really fun. Check us out this Sunday at 10. Well, actually, this Sunday. No, not this Sunday. Because I'm going to get ahead of myself for a second, but this Sunday is WrestleMania 35. Yes, you got a lot to talk about there. Yeah, I do. So let me just finish the uh, week's past and week's future on the Ply Nation first. So this week's past, we did the Chocolate Milk Adventure Part 1. So if anybody hasn't checked that out yet, it's on YouTube. So make sure you go to the Ply underscore Rock underscore Gamer channel on YouTube. You can check out the Chocolate Milk Adventure Part 1. I am currently editing the Chocolate Milk Adventure Part 2. So that will be out by this weekend. So I'm going to get that finished. I got the worst cold of all time this past week. Hence why I wasn't able to do the Shazam review that I promised, even though I saw it on March 23rd. So I'm going to try to get that done, even though the movie opens tomorrow. Uh, I was able to do the live show, but barely because Dayquil's awesome. But that cold kicked my butt last week. Um, just looking at follower growth, man. I mean, last week we were at... Oof, let me go back here. We were at 783 followers a week ago, uh, and we're up to 848. So the Ply Nation is growing. I love you guys. Keep sharing the channel, uh, bringing in that new audience. We love it. We want more Plyoneers. Keep bringing them in. We we just got a big, beautiful door here. Everybody come in. Have a good time. President Ply, just wel welcoming you guys in. And uh, it's been awesome, dude. This week coming up, we're going to be doing the Division II endgame, of course. Uh, I am an H1Z1 fanatic, and that's where I get my most energy when I stream. I go crazy on H1. So uh, we'll be doing some H1Z1 FFA mode again. I love the FFA mode. If you guys don't know what that is, that is 50 people drop to a small area of the map. First to 25 kills takes it. Uh, that's where I get hyped up. That's where I kind of go nuts, drink my chocolate milk, and jump around and have a good time. So He's the best be dad if you didn't know. <laughs> I'm pretty good at H1Z1. I am a real gamer, Hellraiser, just so you know. Anyway, also uh, this week coming up, we're probably going to be mixing in some Mortal Kombat XL again because when Ply gets back from his Plycation down at SeaWorld next week and uh, Universal Studios Florida, which I will be doing the live chat stream from down there uh, that I've been talking about with the Ply Nation private group. Um, when I get back, Mortal Kombat 11 comes out and it's about to get real. So we need to get ready for Mortal Kombat 11 because Ply is going to lose his effing mind. And that's April 23rd is when the game drops. So April 22nd at midnight, we're going to be playing that game from midnight to about 2 a.m. till I pass out because even caffeine don't work on me after 1, 1.30 in the morning. Yeah, so we're going like to a wall. 
Yeah, we're, we're going to go hard on that. So all in all, I'm going to say it was an awesome week last week for Ply Nation. Sounds like it was a great week for Oracle Empire coming together, getting this podcast on. This is our third one already, dude. Uh, and, and, you know, keep sharing the podcast. It really helps us when you subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play. Really helps the numbers. Share the podcast. As the podcast grows, we can bring you guys more and more content. So without further ado, man, we're going to be getting into this Arrowverse because if I don't get into it soon, Emperor is going to. All right, Oracle. What's going on in the Arrowverse, dude? I'm hearing all sorts of bad rumors, man. God, it's not good, everybody. If you are a big Arrow fan, you better be getting ready to say your goodbyes. The show has been confirmed to be ending after eight seasons. Oliver Queen is probably going to die in season eight. I'm not going to lie to you guys here. It's going to get pretty rough, but we all know that anybody who has watched the crossovers knows that uh, the last crossover led for Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is one, where Barry vanishes, and two, where Oliver Queen is going to die. The thing that really sets this up is Stephen Amell had released a video. I went back and I reviewed this, and I, I saw everything, and looked at the news that followed in with it, and uh, he is actually going to be leaving the show to pursue uh, a project with his brother in L.A., so he has more time to spend with his family as well. And that's going to be a pretty, co- pretty cool-looking movie, uh, Code 8, and it actually looks very interesting. Uh, more bad news on the Arrow front because... Jeez. All right, keep hitting us. Because Emily Beckett has just released a, uh, a statement saying she is going to be departing from arrow at the end of this season. She will not, she will most li- likely not appear in season eight at all. And, uh, rumors are that I cannot think of the actor's name. I'm having a brain fart. The, uh, the young man that plays John Diggle will be leaving as well. The, uh, the three main stars from the beginning are going to be leaving and, uh, they, they, the crew has just decided to end the show. It has become a door for so many other shows in DC's television universe. And it sounds uh, like a walking dead situation. Like while well, the original actors are gone. So they're, they're know. cutting the show for they're cutting. They're killing the show after they're gone. Like uh, season eight will have only 10 episodes. I can assume that one mate, like one. And we all can assume that one episode will be the crossover event. So we can assume that that might be the last one. The 10 episodes may lead up to the crossover, and the crossover might just be the series finale for Oliver Queen as well. Um, Take a little solace, though. Take a little solace in knowing that eight seasons for a show is pretty darn good, dude. Like, Oh, yeah. With the, shows with the don't spin-offs? go eight seasons. So, you know what I mean? So you're okay. I think you're in good You're in good company. I will also say this. I know you keep talking about how Oliver Queen is going to die, maybe. That's kind of like your thing, Oliver Queen. I feel it, yeah, because he, he, he offered to sacrifice himself to the monitor Yeah, uh, so to you, let Barry and Kara live. I will say if Injustice 2 is any hint, Oliver Queen will never die. Uh, even Superman can't kill him based on his powers and injustice too. So I think you might be okay. <laughs> because, <laughs> Well, you know, Oliver Queen, this is the, 
One thing that I've noticed is that the television series follows the New 52 comics. And in the New 52 comics, actually, the Green Arrow is Connor Hawk. And they've actually opened up, like I said in uh, in the previous podcast, there was an episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow where they actually traveled to the year 2044 uh, in Star City. And the Green Arrow there was Connor Hawk because Oliver Queen had been missing. They couldn't find him because Slade Wilson's son cut off his arm and Oliver went into hiding. Um, well, maybe they were testing out whether this Connor Hawk star storyline would maybe take off or work a little bit. It definitely and to keep did. the show going, and maybe that's the way they're going to go. And who knows, man? I mean, but eight seasons. I so wish, I mean, I wish it would. I wish it would continue with the new cast and keep up with the timeline of the series. But with CW's um dc com with with their project it could go from anywhere from next year to up to the year 2024 with the flash they uh the uh, the the director not the director because they're they've they're cycling through directors for the episodes and guys if you are if you have not heard yet danielle panabaker will be directing the godspeed episode so that is going to be actually very interesting as well now, why is that interesting for those of us who aren't completely versed in the Arrowverse? Well, me, myself, and I have had a giant crush on Danielle Panabaker since she was in Sky High. Um, I don't know if you've ever All seen right. that Disney movie. With she Kurt was Russell. That's Sky High. No, Sky High was a a Disney movie about. Wasn't it with Kurt Russell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Kurt Russell was yeah. the dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they you're were right. superheroes or something, right? Yeah, exactly. And and she was the Ivy Girl in Sky High. She was the. Uh, the girl that really like the the crush and the girlfriend of the main guy there, so uh, the main kid. But All uh, right, man. so here's the thing. Crossed, yeah. Next week when we do the podcast, can you please bring us some good Arrowverse news and all this depressing Arrowverse news? Uh, can I can't promise anything next week, but I can try. Yeah, because I mean, I know we're we're really ramping up for we're really ramp ramping up for uh, Godspeed on April sixteenth. So all right, all right. So maybe we'll talk about that. Towards the end and of Leg- April, and- so you could tell us oh, how yeah. good and it was. Oh yeah, and legends is legends are back, so I could talk about legends of tomorrow as well. I've been watching that one, and uh, they just they they had a pretty cool promo video released, and then the episode dropped uh, last week. So I'm I'm gonna have to catch up. <laughs> so before we leave the TV and movie section of the Ply Rock Nation podcast, Empire Nations, we gotta talk real quick about the one movie that's. I know everybody's talking Endgame, everybody's talking Avengers. That's cool. I'm sure we're all going to see it. It's kind of required viewing. But the one movie that I'm super pumped for this summer as of right now is Godzilla King of Monsters, dude. Yes, they're pulling out all the stops. The girl from Stranger Things is in it. Um, They got Mothra, Ghidra. Oh, they're bringing Um, them all because you know what happens after Godzilla King of Monsters. Godzilla versus King Kong. Yes, and you know, I don't know if you saw Kong Skull Island. Yeah, Kong Skull Island, he was just a little boy, though. Yeah, he was a baby, that's what I'm saying. So he was like a teenager in that movie, and Kong is coming, dude, to take care of business, because that's our boy. So I am so excited for Godzilla King of Monsters. I love King Ghidorah. Uh, I love Mothra. I th- geez, I think I saw Rodan in that thing. I mean, if you yeah, look in the trailer. Yeah. There's a lot of them. I mean, they could have even thrown in the smog monster at this point in that movie. Like everything was in there, dude. It was totally like awesome. All so the Titans awoke. That is what I'm super excited for. I think Warner Brothers has something really good going on with the monster verse. Uh, thank good. 
thank goodness Universal Studios dropped their MonsterVerse with the Mummy and uh, the Wolfman and all that. They tried that. That didn't work. But Warner Brothers with their MonsterVerse and Godzilla and King Kong and all that is going to be awesome, dude. So, so next week, or actually in a couple of weeks, we're going to have some good Arrowverse news. No pressure or anything. We're going to hear about this Godspeed episode that yeah, he's no, so no pumped pressure. about. No, no pressure or anything. And by that time, it'll be ready for. We'll be ready to talk about Avengers Endgame and what's going on there too. So, all right, man. This is what I've been waiting for. It's time. It's the one weekend of year. It's my Super Bowl. It's my Daytona Five Hundred. It's my World Series. It's Ply Rocks WrestleMania. So, guys, this is it. This is the weekend that every wrestling fan is waiting for. It's WrestleMania 35, dude. This is the first WrestleMania that is actually going to feature a woman's main event, which is pretty cool. It's going to be Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. So we're going to talk about just a few of the matches right now to end the podcast. I'm going to be doing a full half hour of podcast special this weekend with I'm going to tell you guys everything that's going to happen before it happens because Plyrock's awesome like that. And Plyrock's been watching wrestling since he was in diapers. But let's start with Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. Now, Oracle, you did not see Monday night, correct? You're telling me you didn't see them? I did not get to catch up on Monday night, no. If you if you guys don't get it, if you guys get a chance, go over to YouTube. Look up what happened at the beginning of Monday Night Raw last week. Rousey, Flair, and Lynch get into this unbelievable brawl out and near the ring. They're, they're actually doing a three-way tag against, I believe, the Riot Squad. They end up destroying the Riot Squad because whatever, they're a bunch of jabronis. So they end up fighting with each other, obviously, the three of them. So security comes down, tries to break them up. The three girls, the three ladies beat up security. So a whole platoon of like the police officers from that city come down and start arresting them. They start beating up the cops. The cops are bringing them backstage, throwing them all in their own cop cars. Rousey's jumping in, trying to drive a a cop car in her handcuffs, uh, (laughs) ramming another cop car. What? She kicks out a back window. Charlotte Flair comes over and knees her in the head through the cop car while she's in handcuffs. What? You have to see it, dude. It's totally wild. It was totally made up just like uh, in terms of the way they did it was it felt so Attitude Era. Stone Cold Steve. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say that sounds like three sixteen. It was so good, dude. I mean, like, I think the three ladies together like committed like eighteen felonies while they were doing it. So I don't want to give any predictions right now. I just tell you I'm very hyped for that match because I want to do the predictions on my on Ply Rock uh, WrestleMania podcast special. I was gonna do a video, but it's gonna be a little easier for me based on the schedule to do a podcast special. So I'm gonna shoot that out here on the channel. Uh, before WrestleMania on Sunday. So we've got Rousey, we got Flair, we got Lynch for the unified uh, women's title. Excuse me, not unified. Whichever woman wins will be both the Raw and SmackDown women's champion. They'll have both belts. We got the Universal Championship, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Now, this is a match that people were kind of really pumped for because Seth Rollins had won the Royal Rumble, and everybody's kind of sick of Brock Lesnar being that part-time show-up-when-he-wants type of wrestler right. who really doesn't Contribute. who really yeah he's i mean lesnar's his own special breed dude so we don't really know what's going to happen does lesnar resign with the wwe 
and keep the belt. I mean, Seth Rollins kind of lost a lot of, of uh, momentum over the past few months only because uh, Roman Reigns came back. Well, thank goodness for his health, but he came back. Um, you have you have uh, the fact that Becky Lynch is so on fire with the crowd. Um, you have the fact that Kofi Kingston has really exploded, which we'll talk about next. But so Seth Rollins really hasn't been able to get a serious feud. And plus, Brock Lesnar never shows up. So how do you have a feud with an opponent who never shows up to Monday Night Raw? Right. right. So it's tough. So, I mean, you have to be like, it, unfortunately, Seth Rollins has to just trade verbals with Paul Heyman. But, uh, you know, this past week they got into a tussle. Seth Rollins left him laying. Now, if you know the old WWE code, usually whoever leaves who laying on Monday night, like if Seth Rollins laid out uh, Brock Lesnar on Monday night, that usually means the other person's going to win at the pay-per-view. So out of the three championships that are going to change hands or not change hands, I really think Brock Lesnar has the best chance of retaining. That's not my official guess. That's just my professional analysis of the situation. Right. So the hypothesis out of many. Yeah, I mean, that's not what I personally am going to tell you is going to happen. Just looking at it from a statistical standpoint, if they're going to if they're going to if they're not going to change one belt on the show and usually WrestleMania is all about new beginnings and ending storylines and creating new storylines, that's the championship that would stay where it is, because if Becky Lynch doesn't win the winner take all with Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair, the crowd's probably going to riot. And in the next (laughs) match, yeah. And in the next match, Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston, the crowd is so hot for Kofi Kingston right now because of this 11 year story arc where he never got a shot at the title for 11 years. And the fact that Daniel Bryan is playing such an amazing trashy heel right now, he's doing his best work ever right now as a heel. If Kofi Kingston doesn't win the championship, everybody's going to lose their minds and riot. So out of those three, it's got to be that Seth Rollins is in the most danger of not switching the championship over from Brock Lesnar. Do I want it to happen? Yes, because I want a champion to be there every week. I think it it really cheapens the championship belt by not having it present ever. I mean, I get it. I get it in the beginning that Brock Lesnar was a special event, so he would show up. And it was kind of like had a pay-per-view feel to it, but enough is enough, dude. The Universal Championship right now is probably worth less than the European Championship ever was. So let's get that thing off them would be my what I want to happen. Is there any particular match that you're looking forward to the most out of those? I mean, not, not – I mean, I really want to see the Ronda Rousey. The That's going to be a triple tag, right? From what triple I understand, threat, that's yeah, triple threat. Triple yeah, threat. that that's always been an interest to me, and with the fact that uh, they like like you said, they committed close to eighteen felonies, and they brought back that Attitude Era, you know, flair. I would really like to see that one, and I'd like to see how that one plays out, and see if they bring any uh, cough, Mick Foley spikes, cough, cough, hint. Um, but I think it, I think it, I think it would be really cool if they, if you know, they stuck with that whole attitude. I really like. Uh, Miss Flair's passion. It, it really reflects her father in the ring. I love and Charlotte. It's, it's, she's such a good wrestler. And just to see her dominate the, the women's circuit, the way her father dominated, you know, the, yeah. just the, the overall circuit is just fantastic. So that's one that I'm really interested to see. I'm really interested to see how it plays out. 
And uh, to be honest with you, I'm I'm really interested to see Kofi fight, uh, Kofi wrestle, because I remember <clears throat> when I first started taking a break from it all uh, back in like 2007, Kofi was just getting started. Oh, I remember yeah. when I remember when he was just coming out on ring for the first time, and everybody was like, "Who is this guy?" And he came that out. That was when he was the Jamaican. Match. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, remember dude, there was a, there was a terrible announcer at the time. The guy's name escapes me right now, but there was a terrible announcer which WWE didn't keep very long. Uh, but he had said uh, Kofi was in the ring wrestling a dude, and he did like a one of those high flying moves, and the announcer goes, "Oh, Kofi." You're making me crazy, man. And it was like the worst. It was the worst pun ever. You have to look it up on YouTube. I forgot the guy's name. He was the worst WWE rest, uh, announcer ever. It he wasn't was Michael or the King, was it? No, it wasn't. Well, Michael Cole is a whole different story. But no, Michael Cole at least knows what he's doing. Right. This guy was like a real sports announcer, like a real newscaster. And they wanted some credibility. So they hired him and he came over to the WWE. You're making me crazy, man. Oh, it's awful, dude. And he was I don't know if you remember Sean Mooney. When when I was a kid, there was a there was a WWE WWF at the time announcer named Sean Mooney. Mm-hmm. And that, he, that he rings was, a bell. He's actually a newscaster now, I believe. Uh I want to say in New York, but he's he was with the WWF originally and he was so like he was fantastic. He still shows up once in a while for special events and stuff. So I think they were trying to replicate that with this other guy that they hired. And this guy was so bad. Didn't know any of the moves. Didn't know, you know, didn't know the people's names. He was always flubbing around on camera. He only lasted like a month. But in that one thing, his most famous line is, you're making me crazy, Kofi. You're making me crazy. And it was like the worst thing ever. It's like, man, couldn't think of anything better than that pun. No, it was awful. So those are the three main events for WrestleMania. Rousey, Flair, Lynch, Lesnar, Rollins, Brian Kingston. You got Roman Reigns against McIntyre. Two monsters are about to collide there. You got Styles versus Randy Orton, which is like two of the best wrestlers ever going at it. You got Any Triple H and on Batista. Roman Reigns' health, by the way? I don't mean to interrupt again. I'm terrible he's, about that. He's supposedly clear. His uh, cancer's in remission. So That's keep the prayers hear. up for him. Hopefully uh, he's in good health and he's getting ready to fight Drew McIntyre, who's an absolute monster. So that should be good. That'll you got Triple H. Triple H versus Batista. Uh, Batista's back. They've been, they've done a really good job of hyping this match, considering both guys are you know, fifty years old. So yeah. that should be a no holds barred crazy fest where Shawn Michaels shows up and and uh, you know Evolution shows up and I don't know. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be a spot fest though because there's no way those guys can wrestle for twenty minutes just by themselves. Yeah, they're probably going to be wheezing by like the last the last. Yeah, five there will ten. be. They'll overbook it, dude. There'll be run-ins. There'll be interference. It'll be fun. Uh, the Intercontinental Championship is Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor. So the demon Finn Balor, I'm sure, is going to show up there. You got Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio for the United States Championship. Uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey are fighting Beth Phoenix, Natalia, uh, Nia Jax, and T- Tamina Snuka, and the Iconics. So it's like a four-way for the Tag Team Championships for the ladies. Uh, the Miz versus Shane McMahon. I love Shane McMahon. Their falls count anywhere. Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin farewell match. This is absolutely atrocious. I'm going on the record right now saying Kurt Angle should not be wrestling Baron Corbin for his farewell match. I think we're getting trolled. I think John Cena shows up and gives Kurt Angle his final match. I'm calling it right now on this podcast because nobody likes Baron Corbin. 
John Cena was Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle was John Cena's first match in the WWE. Okay. You know what happened to John Cena. He became the biggest thing since sliced bread for about 10 years in the business. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say biggest thing since the nickel cigar. There is nobody in the WWE who should retire Kurt Angle if he's truly retiring than John Cena. Period. So, yeah, I'm calling it right now, dude. That's my call. So, Ply's going on the record. You got the SmackDown. Yeah. Me saying it. Yeah, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I'm not. So, there's the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, the Usos versus uh, Aleister Black, Ricochet, The Bar, Rusev. There seems to be a lot of teams there, but that's always because Vince tries to get everybody on the WrestleMania card because when they get on the card, they get paid more. So, that's why you see a lot of double tag team, triple tag team type matches at WrestleMania. You do have the Andre the Giant uh, Battle Mo- uh, Memorial Battle Royal. That's where they stuck my favorite wrestler, Braun Strowman, because they don't know what to do with Braun Strowman. They kind of ruined him over the past year. He could have been the champ. He could have been the biggest thing ever. But they did. They never wanted to pull the trigger on him, dude. So say they, didn't, they, they built him, built him, built him, and didn't really send it. Yeah, they, they built him up to be the only one who could beat Brock Lesnar, and then they had Brock Lesnar beat him in like seven minutes. So it, it, he's they've got a lot of uh, rehab work to do with Braun Strowman. Um, the Women's Battle Royal, too, is going to do be the kickoff show, so who knows who's going to win that. Those are kind of just filler matches, the Women's Battle Royal and the Andre the Giant. But I'm excited, dude. The only thing I will say is this: the WrestleMania is probably going to be seven years long. Uh, seven years? It's going to feel like seven years. It's going to be seven <laughs> hours long, dude, so... I don't even know if we're done figuring finding out the matches yet, to be honest with you, but definitely be doing the half hour uh, pre-show podcast to give you my predictions. Um, it's going to be awesome, dude. I look forward to this every year. I got the buddies coming over from the Ply Nation. We're going to be eating wings and we're going to be in pizza and meat squares and we're going to be feeling fat and we're going to be screaming at the screen. So it'll be a good time. So anyway, while we wrap this up, dude, Oracle, why don't you tell these guys one more time where they can find you, man? Guys, you can go ahead and swing by www.facebook.com forward slash Oracle Games. I'm hanging out there most of the week if I'm not working 40 plus hours in real life. Come by, say hi, and hang out. Where can I find you, Bly? I am at www.facebook.com slash Gamer. Come check it out. We're live most nights, 930, except for today because we're recording the podcast, so I'll be on later. But uh, we're playing H1C1. We're playing Mortal Kombat this week. We're playing the Division Two Endgame. So come check us out. Come join the Ply Nation. We need more Plyoneers. I always need more Plyoneers. I love it. Anyway, guys, that's going to do it for us this week. We'll be back next week with some more epic video game talk, action, Arrowverse updates, movies, what happened at WrestleMania, how much, how awesome we are, and how much we love you guys. We're going to be talking about it all. I'm out, Oracle. I will see you on the stream, baby. I will see you on the stream.